0: Hey, y'all, and welcome back to the podcast. Today's episode, we're sitting down with Melissa Salmaron, who's an overwhelm coach for moms. We're talking all about overwhelm. Whether you're a mom or a single mom, we all deal with overwhelm, and we all handle the stress differently, even that bird. We sit down and discuss reasons for overwhelm and how to combat it, even if you can't afford a coach at the moment. We all deal with overwhelm as moms. But we have to remember to sit down and take a moment of self-care so we can continue on being a mom, a wife, a business owner, or everything we've got going on wrapped into one without the burnout and overwhelm that is oftentimes motherhood. So sit back, relax, and let's get into the show. So much going on over here. I think the last time we set something up, so.
1: <laughs> yes, I know. I'm so, I'm so glad that um, we were able to reschedule Life is lifeing. For For (laughs) me, I don't know about for you, but yeah, it just seems like there's something new every single day, like
0: some curveball
1: that you got to navigate around. Definitely. Life, so much fun. Hey y'all,
0: welcome to the Awkward Mom Stage podcast, a podcast where Lola, that's me, a millennial mom talks to friends about life, motherhood, and everything in between. Every Wednesday, I bring you topics that we all struggle with, whether we're a parent or not every stage of motherhood is awkward whether you have one kid or six you're a dog mom or you feel like your partner's mom things can get messy i'm for sure an awkward mom navigating all the growing pains that come along with millennial mom life feel stuck in an identity crisis feel like your life lacks direction goals feel distant well you're not alone tune in every wednesday as i go through the crazy coaster called life with you this podcast celebrates motherhood in all forms for exactly what it is awkward i'm your host lola nicole grab yourself a glass of water or wine whichever suits your day and get ready because the awkward mom stage starts now Welcome, Melissa. So I normally have my guests, I I give like a little introduction in the beginning of the show, but I always like for my guests to kind of tell everyone who they are, what they do, and kind of how they got started.
1: Sure. All right. Well, Lola, thank you for having me. I so appreciate the opportunity to be on your show. Thank you for the introduction. And I want to just share kind of, you know, how I got into the work I do, the work that I do um, with moms. And The reason that I decided to go into coaching and specifically to help moms was really, it's really, really a personal journey of mine, um, where I had always been into personal development and before I had kids, sort of knowing that there were some tools that I didn't necessarily get growing up that were really lacking. So. Things like boundaries and um, really taking like full responsibility for my life and the choices that I was making. Um, I I really just I didn't get a lot of this foundational these foundational pieces, and so right. I, I was always like so passionate about that. But I've got three kids. Um, they're eleven and seven and two, and. I guess once I started having kids, um, my focus was a little bit turned into, you know, making life all about them. Right. And, you know, it sort of naturally happens, I think. And what ended up happening for me was that I woke up one day when my daughter was about two and I was like, oh my goodness, like, what is going on here? I've got this amazing life, and I don't feel fulfilled. Like right, I, and and then I felt like bad about that. Yeah, right. It's like how could I not be grateful for this amazing life I've been given? But really, what happened was I lost myself completely in this whole. I'm just going to call it a fantasy, um, you know, of like having the the two point five kids and the white picket fence and you know the marriage and all of that. It's just right. like I was trying to live into that, and as a result, you know, like I didn't, I wasn't happy. I just wasn't happy. Right. Um, and um, so that took me on a, a multi year journey of therapy and coaching and really like looking at my life and like figuring out what I wanted out of it. And it's not that I didn't want the family and the kids because I absolutely did, but it was like, I had to re uncover myself so that I could really be connected to my husband and to my kids and not just be like going through the motions. And so along that journey i realized what had kind of been in my right in front of my face for all this time was that i really had this calling to help moms who were in the same spot that i was once in and right. really help them go on this journey and frankly fast track the journey because i took the long road <laughs> to get there right i mean you know it all everything happens for a reason i, I firmly believe that but Um, if we could sort of get um, to these kind of foundational tools and really start applying them, it's amazing how quickly your life can transform. And I've seen it over and over again. And it's not just about, you know, freeing the mom. It's that greater purpose for me, I think, is seeing that ripple effect of you know, once the mom sort of reconnects with herself, um, the effects that it has on her relationship with her husband, with friends, with co-workers, of course, with her kids, and what you're modeling for your kids. I mean, that's the way that they're going to grow up, and that's what they're going to model for their kids. And so it's like, it's a gift that keeps on giving.
0: Right. I feel like the It's like the generational cycles that you're trying to break. It's
1: breaking. You don't want it it to continue.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yes, absolutely. 100%.
0: Yeah, I totally get the, just not, I always, I thought like marriage, it was going to be great. I was going to have my husband and my kids and my dog and my friends and everything was going to be wonderful. And I feel like you kind of get so caught up in that part like the marriage and the kids and everything that you forget that like you also have to like self-love like there has to you have to remember yourself I feel like moms always that their number one thing is they forget about them like who are they without being a mom or without being a wife
1: it's this identity that we take on right it's like like putting on clothes, like, right. okay, I'm wearing the mom clothes today and I'm going to act in all these ways that, you know, we've been programmed to behave and and, and think and so many times never even questioning. I know I right. didn't question it.
0: Three years, I think, three years ago, someone asked me like, oh, so it was just like a simple like, what do you like to do or something they have something Basic that most people will be like, oh, my hobby is whatever. And I was just like, I don't, I don't know, my mom. Like, it's like, that's, I don't, I don't have an answer for that. No one's ever, no one has, no one's asked me that in years. So I'm just like, mm, that's a good question. Like, I, I haven't thought about that in a long time. Like, what do I do or what do I like to do that doesn't involve my kids or my family or my husband?
1: Right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm the same way. And I mean, even though I'm, you know, I'm a coach and um, I have to keep that in mind. Like I have to keep that in check for myself. Right. It's like a daily um, sort of like inventory of like, yeah, am I working any fun into my day? Um, am I, yeah. Am I f- kind of following any hobbies that I like to do? Or am I just getting back into the grind? You know, right. it's, it's so easy to let that go because we've got a million and one things to do.
0: Yeah, I feel like falling into it, like once you fall into a routine, it's like so easy to just like stay in that routine because it's just, you know, mm-hmm. ex- exactly what to expect, everything that you have to do. So you just kind of just keep going through this motion and then you're like wait a minute like this is it's robotic at this point like
1: <laughs> robotic that's so funny so my husband told me the other day that I was like a robot and I was like ooh, ouch yeah. <laughs> you know because yeah so I love structure Ooh, boy do I love structure yeah um, and yeah it's like it's good to have someone to snap be able to snap you out of like okay, you're maybe taking the structure a little too far.
0: Right. Yeah, that's that's definitely me. My husband's more of like, hey, calm down. Like, <laughs> take a few steps back. You're not going to die without scheduling something or making sure everything goes to plan. Like, it's okay. Otherwise, I will stress myself out, making planning to plan to make sure uh-huh. my plan goes according to plan. So, like... <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah, that um that is huge I think for moms is that we we do we love to plan and sometimes if we don't kind of check that in ourselves is that it, we can get into control. Right. Right, and thinking we can control things. Yes, we can plan, but we can't control and so many of us I think get sort of twisted up when you know, the plan goes out the window, right? Right. (laughs) Something happens, you know, like the kids are sick. Um, I think, I think COVID has been such, um, a good lesson that we're not in control, right? Where all of a sudden our lives are just turned upside down and, you know, things are I don't know things I don't know about for you, but things still are very dynamic on a daily basis right. for me. You never know when the kids are gonna have to be at home or things are gonna have to get switched around. It's just kind of like our way of life now. And so um if you are someone who likes to be in control, that can feel really, really hard.
0: Yeah. I feel like with the pandemic and everything, especially with schooling, with like digital or distance learning and then back to school and then like the going back and forth. And then you, I I feel like I lose track of like days and time. Holidays are rolling into each other where the kids are like, oh yeah, this is our last week of school. And you're like, wait, what? What's happening? Like you just (laughs) went back. Like I'm so confused right now. So I feel like the pandemic has definitely shown like we are not in control at all, which is like the worst for me because I need to be in control.
1: (laughs) Mm, Yeah. Yeah. So have you felt like you've had to take the hands off the steering wheel a little bit? Has it gotten easier? I think,
0: I think with the pandemic, it has helped me to kind of reflect to see like, okay, maybe, maybe I'm stressing a little too hard on whatever I'm stressing on and like kind of stepping back and and reevaluating a lot of things and trying to remove stressors out of my life because I feel like that's a thing that I needed to work on too It's just constantly saying yes and constantly being available and it was just burning me out everywhere so I was just like I need to remove some negatives some stressors some unnecessary things that I don't have to do to kind of bring myself back to Zen.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah, I think it's so easy for the moms that I work with and um for myself, this is um this is the challenge, is that over commitment. You know, I um I don't know about you, but it's like I want to do so many different things. Like right. I want to be the room mom. I want to um, volunteer for this, and I want to, you know, like, it's, so it's not like I'm saying yes to things that I don't really want to do a lot of times. It's just saying no to the things that, um, yeah, I would actually love to do, right? Realizing that, you know, something's got to go somewhere,
0: right? Right. With your clients that you work with, like, what's the the biggest or the number one issue you kind of see when they come to you, like what's the, the number one thing they kind of say that they're struggling with?
1: Yeah, they're, they're completely overwhelmed. They've got too much on their plate, right? Um, Because they are overcommitted and um, oftentimes they just like, um, they're not able to focus and get things done and it just feels like every single day like like is throwing something new at them and how am I supposed to fit that in how am I supposed to make everything work
0: do you are there different types of overwhelm like do you feel like there's different stages of overwhelm or is it just kind of all treated the same sort of
1: that's a good question um I've never thought about that to be honest with you um, I think overwhelm is just this feeling of like not having control, right? right. Actually, um, and just having the way I kind of think of it, it's like all these to do sort of swirling around in your in your head, and you're not able to really grab and capture what your t- what your highest priorities are, and so everything
0: feels like it's important, you know, therefore nothing is important. Right.
1: And it's like round and round we go.
0: So with when do, when would you say someone would come to you? Like, when is their point of overwhelm to where, because I know there's some where that some people are overwhelmed and then they'll kind of figure out their own way. And then some people just get so overwhelmed that they just don't know what to do. Like, when do people kind of come to you and say, okay, I can't, I can't figure this out on my own. I need outward help.
1: Yeah. I think, um, most people when they work with me, they've got something that's like, it's a pain that maybe was an irritant. It started as an irritant and now it's like gotten to the point where it's, you know, we're naturally driven to avoid pain. Right. And so the pain has just gotten so intense where, um, they feel like they, they just need someone to yeah, help them figure out their highest priorities or to help them figure out really kind of like getting into like they've lost sight of or maybe they just haven't thought about their highest values in a while. And right. because they're out of alignment with their values, then it's causing issues in um, their relationships a lot of times, um, either with their spouses or they're seeing their kids act out and it just feels like um you know you're throwing your hands up in the air and you just need some help right
0: right do you think like environment kind of plays a part in when the overwhelm becomes too much or is it just everything kind of all together kind of building up as one
1: yeah um I think that you know, there's different stages that we go through. And a, a lot of times, I think it it, it can kind of set in, um, like it did for me, like where you know, you've, you've been a mom for a few years. And in the beginning, you know, stages, you were so focused on, you know, the baby stages and the baby needs. And then you know, it's, you've got an, maybe another kid that comes along and then you've got, you know, multiple people that you're juggling. Right. and Then they get school age and then you've got multiple places to take them and pick them up and all of these things. So it's just like this gradual pile on of responsibilities. And, um, meanwhile, you know, if, if you're not, maybe paying attention at the same time, you know, if you feel like you've maybe taken everything on yourself and that may be causing some issues in your relationship with your spouse. Right. Um, and so it's sort of just like this perfect storm, if you will, at that point, because um, all this responsibility and then just feeling like possibly like you're all alone in
0: it. Exactly. Yeah. I think the feeling of like this, I think that's the the hardest part, especially with me and my friends is always feeling guilty for feeling overwhelmed. It's like, oh, well, you shouldn't feel overwhelmed. Like you're a stay at home mom or your life is way easier than someone else. Or at least you have a spouse or whatever. So I feel like for us, it's always like the guilt of even feeling overwhelmed in the Mm -hmm. first place. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I definitely, and I and I do think that um, comparison, that comparisonitis, yeah, it's a huge thing, especially with um, social media, right? Like, yeah, everybody's got the highlight reel, right? And you're seeing how I'm, and you're like, she looks like she has no problems in the world. Her kids are always like impeccably put together. Yeah. Meanwhile, I'm showing up in the carpool line and. Um, you know, I'm fixing my daughter's hair, and the, and the, you know, in the driveway, like, right, we ran out the door, I don't have my coffee, like, it's, um, like, why can't I get it together?
0: Right. Yeah, why can't, I,
1: why can't I get it together?
0: I had to take a social media break, like, twice, at least, actually, pre, pre-pandemic, I started, like, taking social media breaks, because I would follow these moms, and some moms that I even knew, and, like, I would just be like, how are their kids so quiet? Like, how is their house so clean? Like, she's got all her stuff done. Like, everyone's matching. Like, I was like, no, I need need to step away from this because I just showed up dropping my kid off in my robe. Like, we were... (laughs) three minutes before the bell. Like I, I I'm packing her lunch in the driveway. Like I don't, I can't, I can't watch this right now because if this is real life, like I am doing a terrible job.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I think we're, we're failing somehow if we don't check all those boxes. Right. And that's really where, you know, I think exactly just kind of bringing it back to yourself for, for me, what I, But I think is really a foundational piece is finding a way to start your day off in the morning by like reconnecting with yourself and like setting your intention for the day. So that when like, yeah, when you, you, when you hit the, when you hit the carpool line and you're looking around you, whatever is going on, like you're like, okay, um, I am doing the best I can. right? Right. Like I know who I am. And I know, you know, like what, I, you know, how I'm trying to raise my kids. And I know that that's the right way for me. And um, so what if it doesn't look like everybody else? Like, right. I'm so happy for them that they have a matching clothes and all of that. And they look perfect um, and good for her. Because, hey, actually, if it's possible for her, this is the reframe I, I had to take is if it's possible for her, it's possible for me. Right. right. And so there is hope. <laughs> that if that's what I want to aspire to, like right. I can get there. Um, I can get there, but I'm never going to get there by like beating myself up about the fact that I'm not there.
0: Right. Yeah. I think that's the the hardest part is just making sure you're, that's what I've been focusing on the most is just making sure that I'm kind of bringing, stepping back and, and bringing myself centered and saying like, okay, like you're, as long as you're doing the best that you can, And you're taking steps forward to whatever it is you're trying to achieve or create in your family dynamic. As long as you're doing everything that you feel like you should be doing, then you're doing well. Like if they're ahead of the game, that's great. If they're doing something that you want to do and they're already doing it, that's great. But you can work your way towards it. It's not like an impossible, untouchable goal.
1: Right right
0: that's so true that's so true do you see more single cuz i've been both a single mom and married i've been married longer than single but i've kind of seen both sides of it so do you feel like you see more clients that are single moms or married moms when it comes to overall I,
1: I think it's actually more um more moms who are in relationships although i i do have a client that's a single mom and there are some u- unique challenges to that I right. guess, if you will, right? like you know this better than I do. Yes, more more mothers who are married than single. Um, and yet even though it's unique the circumstances may be unique, the same tools still apply. It's just a matter of you having to do all of that on your own when it comes to you know you're managing your your kids
0: right. Yeah, I think that's the—I feel like it kind of makes sense because single moms, in a way, they kind of—they already have to take on all the hats, so they kind of already have, like, a system of what needs to get done, and so they don't really—I feel like sometimes they don't have time to get overwhelmed because they've already got Mm -hmm. everything Mm -hmm. else going on, Then they're doing everything for what a two-person household would do, so— Yeah, I think that kind of makes sense that more married moms would have
1: time time to get everyone. I love that. Yeah, it's like, okay, the buck stops here.
0: Right. Yeah, I think they they kind of have a one track like, okay, I have to get this, this and this done. And I don't really have anyone to, to fall back on or maybe look to to help out with whatever situation is going on. So yeah, it kind of makes sense.
1: But I think learning to one thing I do see um, the single moms is like learning to ask for help, right? Because they don't feel like they have that support sometimes, you know, or you're ha- you're having to maybe hire someone or you know it's or ask someone outside of your family to pick up the kids or whatever it is. Um, I think that can be a little bit more challenging for single right. moms to to ask for that help that they need because really they are the only one you know where you know there's not a spouse where you can say like oh he's not doing his fair share or whatever you right. know or or rather like i need to get him to step up a little bit more or i need to ask him to help out a little bit more you know you don't have that built-in partner where it feels as easy to ask i think right
0: do you feel like uh, people see more overwhelm like in their daily activities, or is it more like a nighttime? Is it more like routine? Like certain routines are more overwhelming for them?
1: Uh, I feel it's the day to day, right? It's just everything. It's just everything sort of piling on, right? And not not knowing how to really sort that out.
0: What do you feel like your best? I guess for someone who may not necessarily be ready for like, full coaching or something like that, or they just need, like, immediate tips, like, what do you feel like your best tips for kind of combating overwhelm quickly at home would be for someone?
1: Yeah, um, so the, the first thing that I've got a care method is care is an acronym that I've developed, and I'll say, um, learning how to create a strong morning routine is hugely beneficial. And um, you can see really some immediate impacts because really, you know, it's hard to connect with others when you're not in a relaxed state. And if you're someone who is, um, you know, like, when well, out of bed in the morning and hitting the ground running and starting your day off that way. Like, how much more reactive do you think you're gonna be when, you know, the inevitable, oh gosh, I have got to tell you mama about homework due this morning. <laughs> you know, like I gotta get done before school. Right. <laughs> or, you know, like um the dog throws up on you or whatever it is, like all these things that happen, right? Right. Um, so when I really started putting this in place like in it and it's it starts small like it doesn't have to be a big thing but if you can wake up 5 minutes earlier just 5 minutes earlier and either um I prefer meditation I think meditation is just because it's been shown it's a science backed way to slow your mind down right, right? and it will shave seconds off of your reactionary time um even even doing it for a short amount of time it's incredible um so i personally recommend meditation but if it's not meditation that's not your thing journaling i would say is the second recommendation like do a brain dump for five minutes right just get everything out because what is causing the overwhelm is the thoughts you know, the never ending thoughts. And so, um, those two things and I'd say like a quick five minute meditation or journal journaling. And then really it's so, I cannot tell you enough, like how powerful intention is. So if you really, if you are a mom, like I used to be where I would just like fly off the handle, um, because, you know, the kids weren't cooperating in the morning. Um, My husband was slowing me down, whatever it was like, um, setting that intention that I was going to be the calm, peaceful mom today, no matter what life threw my way. (laughs) Um, it's so it takes seconds, right? Right. Just think about it. And then, but that is how you start your day. And then, then everything happens through that lens, um, really kind of on autopilot once you set that intention.
0: Right. That's been my experience hey y'all lola here hope you're enjoying the show if you haven't already it would be so great if you could leave a rate and review so i know how i'm doing don't forget to check the show notes for links from today's show and any other information you may need there's also some great books listed our facebook group link and you can always follow us on instagram at the awkward mom stage for updates reels clips from the show and more thanks for listening now back to the show. Do you feel like? Do you see any like overwhelmed dads? Like, do you have any dad clients at all, or is it? Oh, I don't. No,
1: I'm. I'm sure it happens for dads, and I just think that um, you can. I, I hate to overgeneralize because you know nothing is, you know, no person is alike. But I do feel like a lot of times. From what I see, dads can get so consumed with, you know, this provider identity right? and really, you know, kind of put a lot of their energy and effort into being that provider and not necessarily being as present at home with their wife and with their kids. Right. And so, I see that disconnect happen quite often. And I mean, it it actually happened in my marriage as well. And so uh, it's been my personal experience too. And um, I, I think that's just the same way that a mom can make her identity kind of primarily be like the mom, Right. the dad can put on that identity hat of that provider. And so being careful about like not letting that, run the show right and and disconnect you from the from your relationship and your kids
0: yeah I definitely think that that was part of like me just being like okay well I'm the one that's overwhelmed but I feel like men don't really talk about like their feelings like that anyway so you never really know what they're thinking half the time they're they could be like extreme like my husband could be extremely stressed and I would have no idea. And then later on, he'd be like, yeah, I was, like, really stressed. And I'd be like, I thought I you were right. fine. Like, okay. Yeah,
1: communication. Communication is um, really, really important. Um, yes. Yeah. They can take a lot of patience, I think, on the mom's part. Right. right? If, to, to kind of build that trust and that intimacy piece um with our spouses it's something that I definitely am working on and so it is possible but it takes a lot of intention and a lot of effort um at least it has for me
0: right yeah I think I think for me working on my which is weird because I'll I'll notice on days that like I get up and I'm up before because I, I normally had like a routine where I would get up and, you know, I'm up before everybody. I have my coffee. I do my meditation and I'm my quiet time and everything before everyone wakes up and then kind of get the kids up and and get the day rolling. And then my day kind of flowed a little smoother, I guess. And then pandemic schedules everywhere so now I'm like scrambling to get back to that like morning routine like waking up we're so especially my husband and I like our kids are back on a routine we kind of tried to work that in throughout the sum the end of the summer so that way they were prepared but like for us I feel like we're still in this weird like pandemic groundhog day stage so we're up late nights all the time so then we'll wake up later than we want to and then you just kind of feel groggy and then I just feel like off and like thrown off like I I can't grasp like okay like what was I supposed to do and it's like oh okay I need to do this and then like I'm forgetting stuff like the day just feels chaotic
1: (laughs) yeah sleep oh my gosh sleep is so so important yeah um yeah i would say after you know setting that morning routine it's like really looking at what i like to do is like look at all the aspects of self-care right and like sleep is the number one thing that's going to keep you foggy you know not lack of right. sleep is going to keep you foggy going to keep you it's going to make you more reactionary right because you're cranky because you're tired and um, so it has this sort of ripple um negative ripple effect. And then, like you know your your diet, like what's your diet look like, and the, all these basic elements that, if we're not careful, like I get out of it too. Like I just realized recently in the past couple of weeks that like actually I'm not eating as well as I need to be,
0: right. You yeah. Know? That's me. Like, <laughs> like, Oh, no
1: wonder I'm kind of feeling like not so great. You know, yeah. Like, I was wondering what was going on. I'm like, oh, hmm. well, when's the last time you have some green vegetables? You know, so.
0: <laughs> yeah, my, my, we just went grocery shopping and we were, I was like, oh no, we have to get like healthier stuff because we are consuming what, again, pandemic. You're just, you're stuck at home. So you're just eating whatever right so we got into that like just eating like crap and like you can just like feel it everywhere and I'm like we're not like spring chickens anymore we're not like the kids where we can like down microwavable chicken nuggets and be perfect perfectly fine Mm -hmm. like (laughs) we have to have nutrition and protein like we're older now so yeah I think our diets are we definitely have to work on those we were like just talking about that with our friends like we should really work on our diets we're way more tired than we should be like
1: yeah. something
0: needs to change
1: yeah I mean it's it's like um we like to think that like I mean I think we just like to overcomplicate things right it's like yeah. okay what do I need to do to make life better and easier it's like oh well, if you we really kind of just strip down to some of these basic self-care things that we all know, um, you know, drink your water, eat some right. vegetables, move your body, get enough sleep, like, if, that's kind of like, you know, where you got to start, in my opinion. Right.
0: Yeah, I think that's the, the main, and just the motivation, I feel like right now is just I feel like the motivation for a lot of people is just gone at this point. Like We are, so, just like, tired. Yes, we are it's- so
1: tired. We are so tired. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, we just want life to be the way it was and it's not. And we thought it was going to be, I feel like we kind of like all had this hope that, you know, this year especially was going to be, and it hasn't turned out to be. And we're still isolated in so many cases. Right. Right.
0: Yeah.
1: It's just so horrible for our mental health.
0: Yeah. I think that's mental health has been like such a huge thing lately. Yeah. And I, I, I feel like it's odd, like right before, like the whole pandemic and everything, like mental health kind of started to become a little more like people were more open about it and starting to like share more and like, help other people and then pandemic happens and you need like mental health help more than anything and I feel like it's kind of forced people to really sit and reevaluate their mental health and like others around them and like what's affecting their mental health what's what's making them what's making them overwhelmed like for me like what is it it could be people it could be things that you're doing it could be your job it could be a lot of stuff so I think the pandemic definitely helped a lot of people kind of figure out what was overwhelming them or what they needed to do to fix said overwhelm
1: right yeah and or it went the other way
0: Right, <laughs> went, or there <laughs> it, it
1: went like 180 in either direction. Um, so yeah, I know it's just such a wild time we live in, it really is.
0: So, with your company, when, when did you how long have you kind of been coaching and, yeah. and working with people?
1: Yeah, so I've been coaching like right at a year now, um, it's flown by. I've learned so much. It's definitely been, you know, when you start something, right? Like, you, if you're, I don't know, most people are like this, but you, you get really excited and you yeah. you're like put yourself out there and, you know, you go through the certifications and all of that. But until you really get into it and start practicing and start seeing sort of like patterns and all of that, um, you know, like, so it's a continuous learning process, which, I'm a lifelong learner so I love that part um but it's also like oh gosh you know I thought it was going to be like this and actually um you know it's 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 evolving like you know it's not nothing is straightforward um in terms of like people you know the different people that you're working with uh, you know people keep you on your toes right? right all the time yeah um and really you know I just um, at the end of the day, I just want to serve I'm just here to be of service and to learn how to be of better service every single day. And so I'm just so committed to it. And I'm just like, so thankful that um, really, this is my calling. Right. Um, and I think there's so many people out there looking for what their calling is. And so um, after 41 years like I found mine so it's just it's incredible
0: yeah I think that's the thing that I've been really like kind of holding on to is like a lot of people are figuring out like what it is that they actually want to do and what makes them happy and it's been like a lot of a lot of moms actually this the pandemic again like It wasn't, obviously, like nobody wanted it, it's terrible, but then at the same time, it did kind of give us some good things as well, because a lot of people did, especially like my friends and I, we really kind of sat down, and we were just like talking to each other all the time, like, I really don't, I don't really like being here, like this is a really toxic environment, I think I should find something else to do, find a different avenue, and then... Like a lot of people, like started businesses and kind of really, like women empowerment and and self love and stuff like that. It has really yes. become a really a much bigger thing, and I think I think that's really great. I think that has been at least something good that has come out of everything that is these past two years.
1: I, uh, Yes, I do agree. I do agree for the people that really kind of took the opportunity that slowed down opportunity to get introspective and kind of look at, you know, what was working, what wasn't working and really took steps to make those changing changes. It's been right. incredible. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, I like to think, um, and like in the hardest circumstances, like what I'm, I think this has really served me well through the years. Like what lesson am I supposed to be getting from this? Right. Right. Like there's something here. And even if I can't see it now, like I'll look for it. And then it's not always immediately apparent. Um, it may be, you know, a month or two after whatever the event was, or it may be six months, maybe a year, or maybe like multiple years. Right. right. So there's always some lesson that we can get out of, um, whatever circumstance we're going through.
0: Right. I need to really like focus on the positive more and kind of think of a different outcome rather than just kind of throwing in the towel or being negative about it. Yeah.
1: yeah. I think we have such, um, a natural tendency, all of us to go, you know, our brain loves to go to negative. Yeah. So it's not our fault. (laughs) Yeah. It's totally not our fault. However, once we're aware of it, it is our responsibility and our, and our choice to choose again. And I, yeah, I'm right there with you. Like I'm always having to work on, um, like reframing that thought and, um, I'm, I'm super personally, like just obsessed almost to the point of like being aware of my thoughts. Right. And it hit me one day, like, oh gosh. Like, I didn't think I had a scarcity mindset, but I actually do.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's me. Oh,
1: wow. I mean, after all this work I've done, after, like, I've read about scarcity mindset years ago, I, like, you know, I'm like, that's not me. Yes, that has been me. That has totally been me. It's like, yeah. uh, look around, like, um, and it, it, it finally, it finally clicked for me that that's like. You know why you hear so much about gratitude, right? Because yeah, it's like I'm I'm looking at everything that's going wrong, and like I was just on a walk one day. It's like look at look at you know like where I live and like the beautiful tree. There's always something to be grateful for. Like there's right. always something to be grateful for. And I was like, oh wow, yeah, my attention's been just in the wrong place.
0: Yeah, I think that was. That for me, it used to like drive me insane when, like, my grandma or somebody would be like, It was like, just have to be grateful. Like, just be grateful. And I would <laughs> just be like, Stop saying that. Like, I am grateful. And it's like, But are you, like, are you actually grateful? Or are yeah. you just, you're obviously, you're grateful you're alive or whatever. Or you're like, Oh, yeah, I'm glad I'm not, I'm not dead. But like, you're not, are you actually grateful for it? Are you like thinking about, like, oh, look at what I actually have. Or are you just kind of like, no, but like, I want this instead. Like,
1: <laughs> right. It's like, thank you for giving me this wonderful meal, but I wish it was, you know, not McDonald's. I wish right. it was, you know, um, a chef had prepared this for me, kind of thing. Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I took a whole new attitude. I yeah, I always thought I was grateful too, but it's like, it's a difference between intellectually knowing something and like actually knowing it like right internally actually knowing it um and it's huge it's huge when you have that sort of realization it's like oh wow okay
0: yeah that's weird because it kind of just like hits you like randomly like you're not really like mm-hmm. looking for it it's just like had you just kind of sit back like wait a minute like <laughs> it's like hold on first of all I wasn't trying to think about that right now but thanks I guess but right yeah, like, yeah it just kind of like pops up that was that was kind of like me like oh wait a minute like I think I kind of I get the meaning of that now like it's not just Mm -hmm. like some hoaxy like fortune cookie type deal like it's like a real deal like are you legitimately grateful for what you have and have you been looking at what it is that you have in a way of like yes it's great but it could Mm -hmm. be more like or are because there I feel like there's a difference in like being grateful for what you have and working towards what else you want and just not really, you're not really grateful for what you have, like you're not ungrateful for it, but you're just kind of taking it for granted and you're not, you're just, you just want the better, the best now, like, but you don't want to wait or like do the work or whatever it is to kind of get to that point.
1: Yes. Yes, definitely. I have been there.
0: Definitely been there. So this has been we I've learned a lot about overwhelm and it's it's like nice to kind of like hear like you are not alone in your overwhelm situation. Because I, I think that's the biggest with like moms, especially is feeling like I'm overwhelmed and I, I want to say that I'm overwhelmed, but like, I don't want to say I'm overwhelmed because then right. other people will start like throwing in the mom judgment like, oh, why are you overwhelmed? Because So then you just don't say anything and you just kind of suffer in silence kind of thing.
1: Yes, you're so right. I, I think we need to have more conversations like this because it's so it sort of takes the pressure off, too. It's like, OK, when you're. When you're feeling like you're all alone and it sort of gets feels hopeless, like you really can't see your way out of it. So, right. even if you don't work with a coach, um, knowing that you're not alone and like seeing that, um, it's normal, like you know, quotation marks normal, right? Um, but then it's like that is empowering. I think that's empowering to say, okay, all right, I can get through this because other people have gotten through this other people are getting through this and they're figuring it out
0: right yeah I think that's the main I think that's been like the biggest thing for me is like finding community and like finding Mm -hmm. other women that you can have conversation with and be like this is how I'm feeling like this is what's happening over here is this normal or what's happening and then you have all these other women like, hey, I, I feel that same way. I thought it was just me. And then right. you kind of build from there. So I think having community and having safe spaces, if you don't, like you said, have a coach or something to kind of go and and figure out other ways to help with overwhelm or see see that you aren't alone and see what other women have been doing. I think that's been really great to have as well.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, I actually have a, a Facebook group uh, community that I created for moms and just that does just that where I go in and I teach and, um, you know, just provide as much value as I can to sort of help moms with some of these tools. So um, I'm happy to share that with you if that's OK. Uh, yeah.
0: Is under your name or?
1: Yeah, it is. Actually, the group is from Overwhelmed to the Heart Led Mom I can okay. send you the link.
0: Yeah, and I'll put it down in the show notes so everyone can kind of just click on over there and right. check it out. Um,
1: if it's also okay, I'll share that next week. Um, I don't know when this will air, but October 13th through the 15th, I am running a challenge in my group. And it's all about how to create your ideal work-life flow.
0: Oh, awesome. I sort of
1: don't believe in balance because <laughs> balance balance is a myth i think right um, but, but i do believe in a flow and so i'm going to be teaching around that it's
0: um like i said it's october 13th through 15th so awesome. that, if this
1: airs in time please can take part in the challenge
0: yeah i think this is actually scheduled to air on friday so it should it actually okay, should perfect. Yeah, air like right before so they can go on over to the Facebook group. I'll just put the link in the show notes and then everybody can sign up so they're ready to go. Do you have any other like upcoming projects or anything that you're working on? That is the
1: main thing that I'm working on right now. Uh, I will be launching a group in the beginning of November for moms because um, up until now I've been coaching one-on-one. Okay, And um what we were talking about before of finding that community Um, I've created that space, but I've decided that I really want to create an intimate container, um, a 12 week container for moms. And so it's going to be a small group of seven women um, who will be invited to join that group. And uh, we'll be walking through uh, my care method during that time and really just like giving you, the foundation that you need tools that you lifelong tools that you can use, um, you know, like forever, not just in this 12 weeks, but right. also, you know, having that place, that safe place where, you know, there may be another mom in there who was going through something that, um, you, you, you can relate to it will resonate with you or maybe the situation doesn't, but how they're kind of looking at things, um, kind of spurred something in you. Right. This whole social learning piece that we get when we come in together in groups like that is like it's so powerful it's almost as powerful as the coaching itself to be honest with you
0: right I think the smaller more intimate groups are nice too because I feel like women are more comfortable they feel more or just people in general I just feel like with smaller groups they feel more inclined to like share and like possibly reach out because i feel like sometimes like especially for me because i'm an introvert like large crowds overwhelm me <laughs> they stress me out so like i'm not raising my hand or asking any questions if there's too many people in the room so i know the smaller intimate groups are they make people feel safer too so that that's great too that it's not like a huge like kind of master class deal yeah yeah
1: no i'm really um I want to be able to help moms and like the most direct way I can and right. also give them the benefit of having that group experience. And so I feel like it's, it's an ideal kind of, um, setup that I've created.
0: Right. Well, this has been so awesome. Are there, so what are your socials aside from your Facebook group? Where can everybody kind of like find you, follow you?
1: Yeah, so I am relatively new to Instagram, so it's Melissa underscore mom coach, and I'm also on Facebook under Melissa Samaron, so I'd love to connect with you there.
0: Yeah, and then everybody, I will put everything in the show notes, so that way you guys can click over there. Melissa, this has been so, it's been so great to, like, hear other women are struggling with overwhelm. We are not alone. So that is great to know. It's also it's good to know that there's like a coach for overwhelm. You think about coaching for like fitness and everything else, but you never really think about the the mental aspect of things and what other aside from a therapist, where else can you go to kind of make your life a little bit easier. So it's nice to to know that there's overwhelm coaches. I mean, We have like organization coaches and everything else. So I feel like Uh it it makes sense at this point that you would need an overwhelm coach. So (laughs) that's definitely good to know that those are out there as well. So it's been so great. This has been so fun. And is there anything else you wanted to share with everyone anywhere else they can find you or any projects you have coming up?
1: That is it. Thank you all for having me. This has been such a great conversation. I always enjoy talking to other moms and just, you know, being able to um, share our journeys together.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, I think that's been the best for me, especially like with dealing with like postpartum depression and, and everything else. Like I think having community, even just community online, like I feel like community online has been a lot better for me in in some ways than people in person. So mm-hmm. it really I think it really just you just need people that are going to be like real and make you feel comfortable and want to share. So that way you can kind of learn better ways to, you know, make every everyone's life easier in the home right absolutely well that's it for this episode y'all i hope you enjoyed getting to know melissa and learning more about what she does and how she helps moms deal with overwhelm and take back their lives as always thank you so much for listening to the podcast if you haven't already please rate and leave your girl a written review on itunes apple podcasts i know it's annoying but it really helps me out y'all let me know you're listening and you love it If you want to share the love, simply screenshot this episode, tag me at the Awkward Mom stage on Instagram and share it on your stories so others can find the podcast as well. I'll reshare them and shout you out on the podcast as a thank you. If you'd like to donate to the podcast to help with behind the scenes or just want to buy this hot mess mama a coffee, you can do that as well with the buy me a coffee link. If you're loving the show and you have topics you want me to cover or someone you think should be a guest on the show, send me a DM or an email and let me know. I hope you have an awesome weekend. And if you're listening to this during the weekday, I hope you have an awesome weekday as well. And I'll talk to you in the next episode. Bye. Thanks for joining me this week on the Awkward Mom Stage podcast. Make sure to visit our Instagram page where you can follow and find information on next week's show and any updates for the podcast. Make sure you subscribe to the show on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast shows. While you're at it, if you're enjoying the show, I'd appreciate it so much if you rate the show on iTunes or share this podcast with a friend. Be sure to tune in next Wednesday for an all new episode. I hope you're having an awesome week. Happy hump day. And always remember your beautiful Lola.